A reading from Matthew 25, 34-40. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison, or go to visit you? The king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the last of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. That last line is so beautiful. Uh, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Um, it, it's a little surprising, I guess. And we kind of know from our stance where Jesus is going with this, but um, it just, it, it defines righteousness, to, authentic right, righteousness to me, is when you're doing something without necessarily counting the benefits or the costs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... You, there's so many angles on this. We could spend days just talking about this. We see the love of God that He is most delighted when we're doing things for other human beings because that's the object of His love. And um, that when we do the simplest of things of showing compassion to someone and, and to care for someone who's in a marginalized situation, it's one of the highest forms of worship that we're doing it unto the Lord. And uh, he takes delight in that, and that's what we're going to be judged for. Um, how we stewarded the opportunities that God gave us to uh, love people and to care for them in very practical ways. It's kind of interesting to me that um, then the king will say, that reminds me of uh, some of the parables that Jesus talked about. For example, the the ten, the five, and the one uh, how, how do you pronounce it? Minus. My, minus. Minus. Yeah. Okay. And and it's the uh, it's the ones that actually return an investment, which is just a metaphor of mm-hmm. of uh, they've been gifted, they've been they've experienced grace, and they 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 expand upon it, uh, and then one who is living in fear uh, uh, buries it. He buries the gift. Uh, which, in effect, is grace. Here, you kind of have a different definition of grace, and in terms of of how we live. I mean, we should we should show through our lives, through not through our words, but through our lives, what grace is. And grace is kind of in manifesting itself in doing something that is contrary to common sense. I mean, you know, we usually, we, commerce of one kind or another usually um, exists between people that we already have relationships with. Uh, the other thing that you said that I thought was really important is how God wants us in relationship. But it's not the kinds that are easy, necessarily. It's the kinds that may actually run against the grain. Yeah. Well, you think of John's words in his uh, one of the letters that he writes. 
you say you love God but do not love your neighbor, you're deceiving yourself that we love God most fully and most passionately uh, when we're loving the people that he's put around us in this world. And maybe people that can't love us back in exactly the same way. It's not like I give you a dollar, you give me a dollar back or a dollar ten back. You, it's, it's I'm going to give you a dollar. Uh, you know, it's just a metaphor, but I'm going to give and you're not necessarily expecting anything back in kind. So I would say especially those people. Exactly.